0: It's called punch drunk. The punches weren't really necessary. They were super necessary. To episode sixty-one of the Punch Drunk Podcast, your favourite combat sports podcast, hosted by two dudes who can't fight and no way less about fighting than they think they do. I'm your host Lewis, and I'm joined as always by Adam. And on this episode, we're looking back, year in review, 2022. What a year it's been for the UFC. Adam, how are you, mate? Mate,
1: I'm really good. I'm preparing for this. I'm in a state of reflection and. It was nice. It kind of like it was nice remembering all the fights and all that. But it, it was it was really good just thinking back to all the pods we've done and how we've kind of like the roller coaster it's been just going through the whole year, like and yeah. being able to talk about every fight the way we do. Like I think I started taking that for granted, and then you look back on it, and you're like, it's so good just being able to dissect all the bullshit and Yes, there's a few cards here and there that you're like, ugh, that sucked. What a drag! Yeah. but man, I um, yeah, I enjoyed every second of the year. And uh, looking back, ugh, oh, what a fucking year it was!
0: What a year it was. Look, go, going back and seeing some of the events that were put on, not just the pay-per-views, not not just the famous numbered events, but a lot of the fight nights delivered a lot of the fight nights had spectacular performances by people i mean the first ufc london comes to mind uh, ufc austin uh most recently ufc in orlando common denominator being these were all in front of fans and we're so excited to see them get fully pretty much not, not entirely there are a few fights scheduled for the apex unfortunately screw you uncle dana but they uh, Yeah, for the majority of fight nights, they're getting back on the road. They're going to be traveling. We've got international pay-per-views coming back again. Obviously, the pay-per-views or the UFC is returning to Australia, which I know you are hard as a cat's heads for. So it's just so I'm much I'm unsure th- if I'm going at this stage also. Just a quick little Excuse- side note. But, Excuse uh, me, what? What do you mean unsure? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, unsure. Oh, I haven't got a ticket, um, but media, the cred potentially all up in the air at the moment so mate mate
0: whatever whatever dirty truck stop you've got to get down to and like <laughs> bathroom you've got to loiter outside of to uh make sure that you can secure a ticket you go ahead and do it because that that's going to be a, a card that's not to be missed What what's going on
1: i'm hoping santa can can <laughs> supply the goods maybe i'm not sure but you're, hope,
0: you're, yeah. hope, you're hoping santa can take one for the team and uh <laughs> get on get on <laughs> Oh my lord. Assume you can hope hoping Santa Claus will assume the reindeer stance for you and and uh (laughs) feed the reindeer, feed the reindeer. Oh Oh my god. Um... We are already we're already off track, we're already off the rails. (laughs) And you know, we didn't even make it we didn't even make it five minutes. (laughs) Um (laughs)
1: <laughs> what are we doing do, you, do you, are, you want to let the listeners know what are what we are kind of doing
0: kind of doing yeah talking shit for hours well, yeah yeah that, that that's kind of it that's kind of it no we thought you know given all of the events have finished now ufc's on hiatus we put out one last show for 2022 and it's not it's kind of a award show but not really we're just we're just looking back at 2022 and pulling out the things that we like the most about it and just sort of reflecting on what a great year it was to be a UFC fan fans always love to complain that's all people like to do people complaints get amplified online 10 times more than positive conversation ever does so people just want their voice to be heard so they just throw out a picture and be like this is mid this card shit this fighter sucks negativity gains traction and people feel good about getting that traction online so i'm here i think we should bring quite a lot of positivity about the year that we had because as i said we were treated to some tremendous ufc events some incredible fights some outrageous knockouts so i uh, yeah let's just let's just dive right into it man like We'll focus around the pay-per-views and 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 the performances there because they are the marquee events. But as I said, there's some other events in there that we're gonna we're gonna discuss. We obviously had 12 pay-per-views in 2022, went from UFC 270 all the way through to 282, which we just had last weekend. Of course, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to our recap show of UFC 282. And yeah, man, what was when when you think of pay-per-views from this year? just just tell me, is it does one just jump out in your head you're like it doesn't have to be the best or whatever is is there a memory that's just like bam yep that number that's going to stick with me new york i think
1: every year does it yeah like they deliberately you know line, line it up uh that way but yeah in terms of pay-per-views that one sticks out um the most uh obviously izzy lost which was huge but like what a fucking fight that was And then you had the Chandler, Dustin Poirier fight on there as well. And then just like a slew of knockouts. But I think with the pay-per-views this year, the reason that the UFC has been so good is that they're all standouts. And like off the top of my head, I kind of can't pick one that was amazing compared to the rest because there's probably five or six that fit in that category. There might've been one or two that weren't great, but yeah, overall they're, they're so consistent and it's, the, the UFC is so good now that it's like, if you ask me what card sticks out in my head, I go like UFC London or UFC Orlando or like, you know, it's the, the fight nights are the ones that stick out because that's kind of the level that the UFC is at now. It's like every pay-per-view fucking sticks out a lot. And yep. I think that's where you see the biggest difference. And um, yeah, both those London cards, man, uh, I think it, it'd be pointless for us to say like, oh, what was the best fight night? Because London was the best fight night still by a mile. But yeah, London ones. Jeez, there were some good ones, man. like the crowds just made made it perfect.
0: Yeah, Orlando was wild. I said UFC Austin, where there was like eight thousand knockouts on one card. That was that was spectacular. But yeah, overall, like I said, we had those. We had the twelve pay-per-views. There was a total of seventeen title fights plus two for vacant belts as well. I think uh, if if my if my very basic uh, arithmetic is correct, so. You know, the UFC, what was the other vacant belt one, other than the uh, one on the weekend? Charles versus Justin Gaethje because Charles missed. Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, Charles versus Islam Makachev because Charles had been stripped of the belts against Justin Gaethje because he missed. Yeah, weight. got yeah, yeah. Shit. So yeah. both pretty recent. Yeah, both both pretty recent. And we did actually. We had, all remember we also had the we had two pay per views without title fights on them. If I if I recall correctly, because we had. Colby versus Jorge Masvidal, which was UFC 272, which was obviously not for a title fight, and then we had um, Diaz Diaz versus Ferguson was the was the headline in fight of of Crim. UFC 279. So we had a total of 19 title shots or the title fights on ten on ten pay per views. So it's pretty pretty good, yeah, pretty good depth, depth. I forgot about that that Jorge
1: and Covington like. The, yeah man how bought into that were you like i was just like oh i oh, fucking
0: can't wait to i see did fight. If that's the thing i didn't care it wasn't a title shot because of the because of the beef that they had uh yeah it was it, it, it was uh it was superb that was it, was it, it might be
1: the the dark horse for not my favorite fighter not even close but the fighter i want to watch the most when they're fighting it might be colby covington and like i want to tune in for the whole week it might be Colby Covington, oh, whole I
0: think. Oh, he, he, he's a needle mover because of his WD, WWE persona that he puts on. And while he doesn't get finishes, he's a he's a non-stop fighter. And so I appreciate those fighters that are just constantly pushing the pace and throwing. Yeah, and absolutely, you want to tune in. I would just wish he fought more regularly. I'm trying to get a fight made here with, with, with Kamzat Chimaev, which the shit talk will just be through the roof. Uh, that's That's got to be. That's got to be the, the oh, fight to make. but to I'm happen. sure... W- Who w- wins? W- oh man, you got
1: to say Hamzat. I think,
0: okay. I think, Ham- I think Hamza gets it done just because his his striking is so much better, and Colby's chin potentially. Um, he recovers quickly, but he can be dropped, and I think Chamayev could could swarm him. But that's a fight I'd love to see, man. I would love to see how that fight plays out. Fuck yeah! All right, I don't. Maybe know. we'll go back to that later in the uh- Yeah. Maybe have a little look forward. Yeah. So, but, but as you said, man, UFC 281, New York was, was, was sent out, but really three pay-per-views stand out in my mind. If I, if I uh, sort of think about the year in review, UFC 273, which was Volkanovski against um, the Korean zombie. That was the, that was the main fight, but, but that card as well, you had Aljo Sterling against Peter Yan, comes out against Gilbert Burns, fight of the year. contender. So those 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 three fights at the top of the card really, really, I think, really delivered. Then we had UFC two seventy five, which of course was Teixeira versus Yuri Prahadka. Again, oh. potential fight potential fight oh. of the year contender. You had Zhang Wei Li knocking out Ioanni and Jacek, which was filthy. Our boy Jake Matthews coming out with a career best performance against Fialo. And Jack Della absolutely murking Ramazan Aviv of course that one was I think, in I think in Singapore. The parlay might have got up that that event. Yeah. Maybe that's why I feel so good about yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 inner degenerate in me was just drawing me towards. It's like you remember, you just see that poster and it associates with a, a mock, like a, a rare success, a rare win in a parlay. Maybe that's it. Jesus. I felt, I felt Volk's like Volks had a though. fucking
1: dominant year. Hey, like
0: he has, he has. Volk, you know, I think he, only, he has only fought fought twice, but what he did in those two fights. Volk's stock is, has has absolutely gone through the roof, and again, I want to put a pin in that because I'm talking about and talk mm-hmm. talk talk about that in, in in a little bit. But those three stand out for me. But for me, and I think I think it's the same for you. UFC 281 has to be the standout pay per view of the year, the, the the marquee event, Madison Square Garden. Even though Izzy lost, and that you know we we both wanted Izzy to win, the fight itself was brilliant. The card itself was brilliant. It was full of stoppages. It was full of excitement. We had the fight of the year contender in Poirier versus Mike Chandler. We had it all. We we were spoiled with that card. I think,
1: uh, yeah, I agree. As I've already said, I think what what's the UFC is like since the last couple of years when it's gone up that level, what I reckon has like made these pay-per-views amazing is that they always nail that second, uh, third to last fight. You know, the one before the co-main, they seem to always put a fucking banger there. And when they yes. do that becomes like the best pay-per-view of the year. Like you just said before, Hamza Gilbert Burns, that was around then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't this year, but last uh, New York card, it was Gaethje Chandler, yes. I think, which yes. was fight of the year. Um, and then this one obviously had it as well with with Chandler. So Chandler is, is in two of those. And then um, Patty would have been that fight, wouldn't he? I think yeah. if um, that the the didn't get canceled, which obviously was the most talked about fight of this card that just happened anyway. So like you can tell that's a bit of a strategy for him. And yeah, I, I fucking love it. But fuck, yeah every fucking uh, fight's good these days, like
0: crazy. Some, uh, yeah, some, sometimes the UFC catches some flack and sometimes rightly so for the placement of fights. And some fighters, you're like, why is that fighter there on the prelims and things like that? But I would say most of the time, most of the time, they get it right, as they do with their matchmaking, as they do with the events that they deliver. Overall, I think they do a very, very good job. Of course, there's always things they can do better, but when you compare them across to some of the other organizations, you're like, "Wow, these guys are are you know these guys are are really leading the line in terms of how they get that together." And I think as well, they do monitor fan reaction to on on social media and 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 adjust. When fans are dissatisfied with the, the the bout order, because you you know you in leading up to fight week, it's published on ESPN. It can change half a dozen times the bout order uh, depending on, on on circumstances, or they'll just do a reshuffle. And it's it's always good to see when when fans are like hang on a minute, this guy this guy needs to be on the main card, or this guy deserves to be on the feature prelims, or whatever. So that that's always that's always good to see, and yeah, often often they do get it right. But you know, speaking of UFC. 281 the amazing title fight between Izzy and Alex Pereira new middleweight champion i have to uh i have to ask you what was your favorite title fight of the year we had 19 of them does one in particular stand out does a few cuz i have got a few here but i I'd, give uh, me I'd... i
1: i can see the the um contenders that you've got written down here but that's same for the listeners cuz i agree these are probably the ones to pick from and then I'll make a call. Yep.
0: So uh Yuri Prahadka versus Glover Teixeira, that's the thing that speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, um As prahara against Izzy. and then um Charles it wasn't a it wasn't exactly a title fight but let's be honest it was everyone sort of treated it as such. Uh, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje I thought was I thought was pretty uh, which was pretty spectacular and then um yeah so they they're they're, prob- they're probably the, the the three that stand out and if you you know if you uh re- really want to want to get get into the into the best the best title fight of the year it has it has to be uh it has to be rose against um the the soccer mom wrestler and I'm having a I'm having a mental br- mental mental break what's her name I'm off so- Spaz- <laughs> Barza, thank you, (laughs) thank you. The the fight was so memorable. The fight, the title fight of the year, when no one threw a strike the entire fight. Carlos Barza versus Ray. I forgot
1: about that. That doesn't even count as a fucking title fight. Uh, No, 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 no. I think. Actually, hang on a second. I think we've got to go with Yuri versus Glover as the title fight of the year. I think just all-out war, blood and guts. Pereira versus Izzy for me was fucking close. And I don't know if it's my bias because Izzy didn't win or whatever, but that Yuri versus Glover one, man, was... Oh. It
0: was so fucking brutal. It was, it was so unbelievable. Both Both of those guys went deep into the well multiple times, and you're like, oh, how... Who's gonna Who's gonna give? And no, no one, no one did. It was just, uh, it was just Glover did something stupid right at the end of the fight. You're like, man, you were winning. What are you doing? So,
1: so dramatic, so dramatic. And you know what? You know what? I'm gonna fucking say it. That say it, do it. In my top five is the fight that everyone's been hating on that happened last weekend. My top five title fights of the year, the the split decision draw that we've just had uh in the light really of i'm fucking throwing that in there man i enjoyed every fucking second of that fight i thought it was every ounce of mma was in it yeah. you know uh, Brutal i, I know striking, I, technical striking wrestling the leg kicks which is like you know that that ends fights it's meant to end fights that's the whole point mm-hmm. of it especially when jan blachowicz is the guy that is fucking legendary you in polish power, leg. like he's shot down kicks a tree on earth and this Russian just goes, motherfucker, that ain't shit. I'm gonna go two you more know championship rounds. Yeah. Like holy
0: fuck. I, I rate that call. It was doesn't didn't have the um explosive action back and forth per se, but from a technical perspective and mixing of the martial arts, it had it all. It did it did have it all. I I rate that shout, and this fight has been shit on because of the judging and Dana White zoning out. Like you said, fans, fans yeah. just follow what Dana White says, and if Dana White said it was a boring fight. Retroactively, so many people are like, yeah, that fight sucked. But yeah, that that that, that was that was that was a, a, a really good title fight. I think I think you're absolutely right. But yeah, Furyvichlov, best best title fight for sure. But jumping off the back of that, maybe not the best title fight. But what was the best title performance for you? All right, because- I'm going to
1: let you pick this one, but I'm going to give all you right. the the candidates. All right, all right. So we've right. got Volk versus Holloway. Um, as So we're, we're going best title performance for those that are listening. Like Not the greatest fight, I'd say, but yeah. the best performance, dominance. Volk versus Holloway. Islam market share versus Charles Oliveira. And then Aljo versus uh, Piotr the, There is Is there any others that you'd like to throw in the mix? Because they're the three that I'm going to nominate for you.
0: From a From a sheer performance point of view, I mean, you could throw, you, honestly, both of Volk's in there. He was... Flawless against Korean Zombie, but I kind of, I, you know, we all know why Korean Zombie got that. You keep talking. It's all so good. <laughs> I think without question, when you look at the entire context of everything going on, without question, the performance of the year was Alexander Volkanovsky. King Volk. King Volk against Max Holloway. Because they'd already fought twice before. And they were close fights, and he was dealing with the doubters. You won one, you lost both, you're not the real champion, da, da 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 da. Max the greatest featherweight. And for what he was able to do to put such a one-sided beating on someone who they'd gone, you know, two very close fights with 20 uh yeah, two 25 minute. You know, stint inside the octagon. to then put a third one in, and to be so clinical and look so far ahead of Max. And when we know how good he is, that has to be that has to be performance title performance of the year for me. Makachev comes in a close second though, because what he did to Charles Oliveira, considering again what we've seen Charles Oliveira do to everyone else, was was mighty impressive, impressive as well. But Volk just just edges it for me. But but Makachev is is right up there.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I ca- you can't fault that Volk. Like Holloway, just the amount of doubt as Volk had still after everything he'd done yes, up to exactly. that fight was just like, it was kind of ridiculous. And Holloway, you know, a few people would say, oh, Volk didn't win the others against Holloway. Like they were lucky decisions, all that sort of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to just
1: go, fuck you all. And he was picking him apart. He was talking to him in the octagon, which is stuff that we've seen Holloway do to other guys. Yes. And then people call Holloway before that would say he might be the goat, the featherweight goat. He might still be, who knows, but Volk is. Uh, but, you know, just you kind of forget about the legends that have been in that division, like Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo is the, the most obvious one. And like um, the fact that he just dominated who, who might potentially be the goat, like, like the way he did, it was just, one of the, I was surprised. I thought he was gonna win. I was hoping he was gonna win, obviously, but no one thought he was gonna do what he did and uh shocked he kind of shocked the world in the end. And, yes. Yeah, that that's performance of the year, at least title and, performance of the year. Title
0: performance and and that sort of put him right up there as you know, a lot of people's pound for pound number one fighter. And and now we're gonna see him really put his nuts on the line and he goes to take on Islam Islam Makhachev, who, you know, also put on a great performance of the a great performance. Um and Islam comes up in another in another nomination because there's another category I want to talk about here, uh, which is breakout fighter of the year. And it sounds a bit mad to say Islam Makachev could be a breakout fighter of the year, but there were still many doubts about his top level performance, given that going in, you know, his biggest wins were over, you know, with all due respect to to, to Dan Hooker, a win over Dan Hooker and also Bobby Green. And people were like, you know, despite his winning streak he's built together, will he he be able to deliver against Charles? Who people were starting to put together a case for greatest 155 of all time in the same conversation as Islam's mentor, his coach, Khabib. So there was so much going on here. And he just came out and stormed through. And now he is the king of the 155 division and right now we you know we've seen 155 as such a shark tank division i think you ha- and he he beat from that title victory he became such a huge star so he certainly fits in breakout category for me um maybe not to the same star power but certainly someone who impressed in all of his fights i believe he's had three in 2022 looks sensational in all of them barely being touched our boy Jack Della Madalena I think he deserves to be mentioned in breakout fighter. And also yeah, that, cool. giant, that giant that Russian who's just been knocking everyone's heads into the atmosphere after what he did to Ty Dewey Vasa. He's knocked out Derek Lewis. He's knocked out everyone. I think Sergei Pavlovich has to be in there because all of a sudden we've got a new boogeyman in the heavyweight division, seemingly out of nowhere, hasn't taken any any re- real damage. I think, I think certainly he's got to be in contention for breakout fighter of the year. Those are my three noms. Hand it over to you. You get to pick this one. Well,
1: I just it just came to my head, and I, I don't think they're the winner. But would Cyril Garn fit into this, or was he just coming up probably a bit late last year? And
0: that's an interesting one. That's an int- I, I would say because if, just... if
1: he beat Ingano, I would be like Cyril Garn's the one. But
0: yeah, I would say did. because because <laughs> yeah because because he he. Uh, he lost that fight quite at the start of the year to to Francis Ngannou, uh, and then he's only had one fight since. I, I I would I would exclude him from that category. But he, um, you know, that performance against Ty and the way he did that headlining Paris, I think I think he became an incredibly popular fighter as well this year. Yeah, well, I've got a personal. Winner.
1: As much as it pains me i i think you have to say it's islam Ooh. i think you have to yeah, yeah yeah the way he came up he he had a bit of hype behind him um, already so it's not like we, we didn't see this coming but he still uh walks the walk and looks like he could be a terrifying prospect for another five or so years uh jack Dalla, maybe if he had one more win uh, against a like, slight, yeah.
0: yeah, against a a, a slightly uh, maybe higher level opponent. Um, I, yeah. I I I I agree with you because this time, this time last year, we were talking about next year could be the year of Islam Makachev. We all knew what the potential might be, and now all of a sudden, in just twelve months, we're like, oh, this guy's going to run the lightweight division for the next five years. No one's going to be able to beat him, and it's like, hang on, like that's a serious jump to make. Pound for pound, number one fighting vault for, yeah, that's. I mean, his co- his come up has been absolutely astronomical.
1: Yeah, and if anything, maybe more impressive because everyone's just been like, "You're the next Khabib." Like since he started fighting yeah. in the UFC, like, the, the pressure that's like, been oh, on him no to pressure. deliver.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 no pressure, and he's 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 a diamond, right? He's just completely been molded and shaped by that pressure and come out the other side better or better because of it. So, yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna move away from 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 categories, and Adam, I just want to. Oh, give me give me some of your the most satisfying moments of the year for you. What what were some of the ones that really just fill you with warmth inside, make you feel good, make you feel like you're worth something as a human being for a change? Um Carla Spars are losing. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, but
1: the, the most obvious one, and we've we've already touched on it, so I probably won't down on it too much, but Volk beating Holloway the way he did. As an mm-hmm. Aussie and just as a Volk fan, that was easily one of the most satisfying fights I've ever watched Uh in terms of as, as a pure fan. Obviously, we're, we're, we're doing this in a very biased way, this category. And oh, as yeah. a biased fan, that one was fucking beautiful. But the other really obvious one for me, I think, is Ty K.O. and Derek Lewis. I didn't think he could. And even during the fight, I was like, oh, no, I think lewis is going to get him here and those two i re-watched it and uh those two boys were it was just like really it was actually like one of them just ready to fall over they're both fucking that unfit and dead and you know half uh, concussed already obviously yeah. they've been fucking bombing each other and they were kind of just hands down wobbling around and oh ty just goes bang and then gets him close up and that elbow just that elbow hands down oh. puts him to sleep falls
0: on his face wow it was like a, a giant redwood had been felled in the forest i just remember thinking right like, because obviously we don't we
1: already don't look at Derek lewis the way we did when he fought ty that fight he was like a top four guy um had beaten in and we're just like like Derek lewis is the real deal so as soon as he beat Derek lewis i'm just like title of us is gonna fight for a title or he's gonna fight like <laughs> cyril garner which he did do and I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, how? How is that title? Vice? It's just this fun guy that we watched do shoe. He's like, he's actually made a name for himself now, and he yep. went on to fight Surugan and Look, let's be honest, took an absolute beating, but fucking lasted longer than anyone thought he might uh, against maybe the most technical guy in that division. So that those those two for me. But I suspect I might know what yours is, but you tell me, mate. Right?
0: Yeah, I, I I think the listeners might know what was the, the the most satisfying moment, and I'm I'm really it just it was a delivery of just such technical mixed martial arts prowess, all about technique, and the finish was just out of this world. Couldn't believe what I was seeing as my eyes unfolded in this monumentous <laughs> occasion in mixed martial arts. It had to have been, of course, when. Juliana Pena didn't choke out, but somehow stopped Amanda Nunes. <laughs> I mean, what, what, more, what more do you need? Just dog shit, spam, repetitive, lazy jab over and over again <laughs> into a give up, takedown, into a half applied neck crank to win a world championship. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. Um, oh no, my god! I, I didn't say obviously, that. <laughs> obviously, I'm I'm uh, being a bit of a bit of a dickhead here. But my my obviously my moment, my most satisfying moment of the year was was uh, was Leon head kicking Kamaru Usman into oblivion. And unfortunately, I would say because it's going to be you know he's going to be defending the belt at UFC London, uh, UFC 282 to 286. Excuse me. There are rumors that Kamaru Usman may not be available for that fight. And Mm. Leon might have to defend his belt against someone else in the meantime. Apparently, Kamaru is having hand surgery. Apparently, Masvidal
1: is an option. Have you been seeing this shit? Surely fucking not.
0: uh, There's almost certainly no way that it is Masvidal. So where that rumor came from is... Wonderboy Thompson was doing an interview with just this random YouTuber. Fair play, this kid's 18 years old, and he was just like getting scoops from Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And he's friends with Kamaru, and he mentioned that he's getting hand surgery. And he said, now, here we go. He said the UFC's looking at Jorge. And then he came out later and corrected the statement, said, I misspoke. I said, you know, there are guys like Jorge. And so I don't know whether the UFC's had a little tap. Hey, Wonderboy, just, you know, keep these things keep these things under your hat until it's good mm. to go. Or he genuinely misspoke. I would find it amazing to think that the UFC gives someone a title shot after what being on a three fight losing streak and getting dominated in the title shots in the manner that he did. But it's an easy sell. They got beef. They got real beef. Uh, but I think if 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 uh, I think if Kamaru um, can't go, I think the obvious fight to make there is Bilal Muhammad ridiculous winning streak and they have history as well they have the eye poke they've had they've had some beef Bilal will lean into that bad guy role real easily he doesn't care about mm-hmm. going into the uk fighting in en- enemy territory but i think i think they would go with Bilal in that instance i think if they had done a stadium and needed to really shift uh, tickets and seats then jorge masvidal would make sense because he's Mate, a big he a doesn't deserve that pressures. fight at all but i want to say that way more than Oh, wow. <laughs> I, exactly. That's the thing. He doesn't deserve it. And I, I'm, on one hand, I'm like, no, no, sport and integrity. And on the other hand, I'm like, no, I'd love to see Masvidal get starched into oblivion by Leon Edwards. It would be amazing.
1: Yeah, 100%. And even if he didn't, like, that would just be insane. You know, Masvidal KO'd him and it would just be chaos. Like, oh, we're going to see Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman again. Like, what
0: the because fuck? guess three? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Imagine we'll see Masvidal was the champ. <laughs>
1: At UFC London. Oh, my God. That would be the most UFC thing that's ever happened. Uh, It would. would. Is there any chance you think that Leon just goes, I want to fight Masvidal because I know it's going to do pay-per-view numbers. I'm sure he gets a cut. I'm sure he fucking wants to beat the fuck out of Masvidal. He hates him. They hate each other, the three-piece, all that bullshit. Um, And he's probably very confident he can destroy him in an entertaining fight too. Uh, Guys, Two guys that aren't going to back down or become, you know, wrestlers halfway through, even though Edwards probably could do that if he wanted. Um, mm-hmm. I think Edward would comfortably win that fight. But if he has, I don't know if he has that sort of pulling power, but because it's the London card, maybe he has got a little bit of a say and they want to sell it. Like, I, I don't know.
0: I honestly don't think he's got that kind of cachet with Me, the yeah. UFC. When you think how long it took him to get his title shot. And, and how he were- won it. And yeah, the UFC knows as well. They turn up to London, they put they put Paddy, they put Molly, maybe they throw a Tom Aspelon on there. That's it. The O2 sold out in, in, in minutes. They know that they're not they don't need they're gonna have a problem moving tickets for that event. It's just that's just how it goes. Yeah, so, but are tickets even a thing now? Like they they're always gonna sell out, aren't they? Just anywhere. You I know. mean, at the prices that are gonna be on, yeah. I mean, they're gonna they'll they'll make millions from 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 the ticket sales. That that'll so
1: And I guess Mazadal like if they need it, he can fucking headline a pay per view if they're real skint, you know? Like yeah. just, they put him against someone and throw in a, a heap of uh media time behind it and you know, that does a few hundred thousand fucking pay per views. So. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Which is which is better than uh some others. Some others certainly. So yeah, I I, I do think that they'll go that they I don't know. I don't know. I hope. I just hope it's Kamaru Usman. I just. I just really hope Usman's, yeah. Usman's fit to fight. I think that's the fight that everyone wants to see. And then once that's done, once Leon, you know, retains the championship, he can, he can start to. He can start to dismiss all the other, all the other bums at 170, which he's going to dominate and become the greatest welterweight champion of all time.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, he, he's got a fair bit to, to live up to. <laughs> Are you got any <laughs> other satisfying moments?
0: Uh, any. O-
1: Oh, Other than the most obvious one, there.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, there's, you, you like can't I said, this no, you can't top it. There's been, there's been, there's been so many good ones. Arnold Allen getting victory was 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 amazing. Seeing the breakout of Tom Aspinall, all, all biased stuff here, but yeah, some, some, some really amazing performances. Some fights have been very, you know, very lucky to see. So, yeah, just, just, just a, a great year, and and that crowning moment, Leon Edwards, the head kick, just something that's seared into my brain for the rest of my life. That's for sure. Um, so I couldn't Adam, I wanted that when it happened, I oh. was in a pub in
1: Australia and the, all the few pommies in there were just going ballistic. Like it was so hard to not just be
0: like, that was amazing. That was fucking amazing. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So you've, you've, you've given, you've given me a, your moment. You've given me the moments of the year, mate. I want to, I want to take you to the other side of this emotional roller coaster. What got you down? What, what, was, what, was the, what were the moments that you were like, you came away feeling deflated that left you feeling empty inside, basically like you do every day?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, the ones that got me feeling normal after the high. <laughs> uh, um, there's one really obvious one, but I won't say that one just yet. The, the, the most recent one, they're both pretty recent actually, but Ty getting, to of vast, getting murked by a Russian in honestly the most brutal way ever and then having some money on him to KO because you don't, you don't not bet on title of us at KO when he's fighting, you just gotta do it. Um, that one hurt to seeing him get beat the fuck up that thank God he's the toughest human on earth. And is literally smiling, even though he's just been fucking half murdered
0: uh, in front of <laughs> millions
1: of people. Uh, he took it like an absolute champ, absolute warrior. just the psycho human that he is in the best. I mean that in the nicest possible way too. uh, that one hurt, but The most obvious and the one I – if like talking about it now makes me sad is Izzy losing to uh, Pereira. The way he lost to uh, – I had my mate, uh, Michael, shout-out to him because, you know, day one listener and probably listened to every pod this year, so might as well give him a shout-out. He's from Melbourne, came up to my place for the weekend to hang, but basically because Izzy's fighting and we're both Izzy diehard fans and like might as well come up that weekend. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. and we're both just absolutely devastated. And, uh, you know, I'm a fucking sport tragic, so I I get that feeling fucking 20 times a year with all different sports and all different – I follow too many teams that lose, but he's not the (laughs) biggest sports fan but loves his fights. Mm -hmm. So, like, seeing someone – like, he was just, like, so down at, like, seeing someone like that. Uh, I'm just like, I'm, I said to him, I'm like, man, I get this feeling all the time because I'm a fucking idiot that gets impacted by Cause, sporting cause, results. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fun to see someone else just be like so flat, just be like, fuck. And then you get angry that you care as well. That's what I Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why I, do I give a fuck? Yeah, I, it, it's nearly I more let, personal with
0: fights. I let my emotional happiness and mental health be dictated by the outcome <laughs> of men, kick, of men kicking a ball. Yeah. <laughs> It's so fuck.
1: And like, if people talk shit about you, like talk shit about your team or whatever, too, like, oh, like say I, I get on you about England losing in yeah. the quarterfinals uh, again. Like, as yeah. much as you like pretend you like laugh it off, it still does sting a little bit. You. Like, I hate you. that.
0: That I care that. I'm like, why do I give a yeah. fuck about it? Like, there's
1: nothing <laughs> I can do to control it.
0: Yeah, my, I'd be so much happier in life if I didn't care about these things.
1: <laughs> oh, far out. But yeah, that one hurt. It still hurt. Like I'm sad to talk talk about it now because he was so close to winning. He had it won, saved by the bell. Um, and then it was in a way a lot like that Leon Edwards fight. Like Usman had that fight won and then Leon caved yeah. him at the end. That's why it was so amazing. And it was like, is he probably had that? Well, he did have that fight won on the cards, oh, yeah, he didn't did. he? He did, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So so yeah, that was, that's why it stung because it was like, fuck, you just have to get through it. And he probably, if he wasn't, you know, trying to, Prove a point. He probably could have got skated his way through to to a decision potentially, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to say he could have done that because he's the one of the most terrifying kickboxers the UFC's ever seen. He's also in the octagon with him, so you can't just dodge him for five minutes no.
0: that easily. Yeah that, <laughs> uh, yeah, that hurt, man.
1: It's easily the number one for me.
0: Yeah, um, number one for me. I I mean, it was the outcome of a fight, but really. It was just it was just a sad moment. The the crowd, you know, sort of really took the the oxygen out of out of the room and, and everyone re- really paused. And it was when Carla Rosparza won the belt. It was just it was just <laughs> No, it was <laughs> It was um, it was when Tom Aspinall got his knee injury against oh, against Curtis that. Blades because I you know I was there in person it was being hyped up the card had gone up and down and it was like this was going to be the one that put Aspinall into the title fight and it was over so quickly and he's screaming and he's in agony and the energy just got sucked out of the out of the O2 arena and it was brutal and you know, it was just deflating walking back to the, to the shitty Airbnb we were staying in the fucking cupboard that you, that cost a fortune in, in, in London tickets cost a fortune and it was still a a great, we had a great night. Don't get me wrong, but it just, it just right at the end, just, just, just just put a bit of a dampener on it because of the injury. Um, Turns out actually he, he, did his first real public media appearance recently on BizBing's pod because they're obviously their friends. And he said that the knee injury was probably the best thing that's happened to him because he'd been dealing with like a partially torn MCL, I think he said, or meniscus, whatever was going on for half a dozen fights. And it was just a matter of time. And he just kept pushing it, dealing with it. And he said that through this rehab and through the reconstruction, his knees actually better than ever and he has confidence in that moving forward and and so on and so forth. So hearing that that got me got me really excited for the comeback of Tom Aspinall whether that will be at UFC London UFC 286 we'll we'll wait and see. But yeah, that moment that moment absolutely sucked, man. It was it was it was a real shame. Yeah, I think uh, I think I uh,
1: might have sent you a cheeky message straight after it being a smart ass and the reply was basically kill yourself. So <laughs> And I, was, I deserved every fucking every ounce was, of that kill yourself. So. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can't was, remember what I said, but it was. Like, I, know. Oh. I, was, I, was there, I was. I was in a was real a good headspace. Episode.
0: I was, you know, I was a, I was quite a few beers deep. I just, I paid like, you know, I was paying eight pounds for a, per beer inside the O2, just drowning oh. my sorrows in overpriced shitty Budweiser. Um, and then I checked my phone, and you got this bloke just, just chirp, <laughs> chirp. <laughs> Chirp, chirp, chirping off like he's Dave Just Just laying naked in his
1: bed watching it on his phone on some dodgy stream. Just going.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: nice one, idiot. Like, full trolling. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, fuck that. I forgot about that for you. How obviously it would have sucked even if you're at home watching that. But being there, the money spent, main event. And I think that was the same card where Patty did the whole um mental health speech after his fight. So, like, mm-hmm. that was amazing and good but it did lower the mood because everyone's like, that was fucking beautiful. And like everyone, oh, you know, you, I, it become, you become emotional. Like
0: It was beautiful. And I was like, oh man, this is like, again, he's like, yeah, I mean, mate's just killed himself. And it was like truly, truly tragic. And yeah. but that you know, on one hand, it was like uplifting and inspirational, but he was sad. He walked out crying and it was like, this is supposed Fuck. to be.
1: Mm.
0: And it, it, it was a weird atmosphere, weird atmosphere, such contrast yeah. to what it was in in March. Um, yeah
1: so with that and then the Aspinall thing it
0: was just like gsh, boom. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um all right man uh let's move on to weirdest weirdest moment of the year what have you got I reckon you got a few I reckon you got a few uh nominees here
1: well the 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 most recent one is Paddy just going fucking ballistic on Ariel Hawani with Dana sitting two meters across from him, very conveniently, the guy that Dana hates the most in the world, seemingly. Uh, that was weird, but very covered recently. So I thought probably all of Conor McGregor's tweets, if you put them into one, it's impossible for that not to be the weirdest thing to happen.
0: Mate, when, 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 Conor, when, Conor, when Conor gets stoned or drunk or both and then gets online, it's... It's an amazing time to be on Twitter. It's, it's incredible. Everyone's just, what is this? What is this absolute head case? <laughs> head case, delusional guy talking about. It's so funny though. Cause it, like I, I would just like obviously it's Conor
1: McGregor and all that. So obviously it'd be cool to meet him, but like, I would like take all the star power aside. I would just be so interested to sit down with him for an hour. Like, pretend that it could he couldn't be on the pod or whatever it was going to be private no one knows about it. i don't care like i would just love to talk to him and just ask him so many questions like like so are you drunk are you high when you're doing this yeah like what's going through your head because like i know he's a fighter and he's crazy and all that but he's not an, a complete idiot you know what i mean like there's fighters that are just no. the dumbest people on earth like connor is is kind of switched on and
0: Connor switched on smart, to do what he's you know? done and like yeah, yeah yeah so it's like you say like so like are you Fully,
1: just completely trolling. Because if so, I love it even more. You know what I mean? Like I want to know amazing. the reason behind. I don't know. Like, are you just like so aware of what's going on that you are just trolling hardcore, or are you just like incoherently tweeting that? Like, oh, oh, I want to know it so badly because but
0: man, it's not just shit. the tweets. It's not just the tweets. Connor is like the only fighter he has. A, he has. A, he, has a, he has a real penchant for the the voice notes using using this uh, <laughs> this app. And there's been there's been some weird ones, but I think I think in, in in the show sheet we might have we might have a link. So, can you can you, can you play it? Can we get the audio up? I'm gonna try and play this. Let me know if you can hear it though. Stand by. Is it playing? Can't hear that. No, I can't can't hear it. Damn it! Technic- Damn technical it. difficulties.
1: It won't play. It won't play? That's alright. No, it won't play. It won't play over this, but for lack of uh, dead air, we won't go on it. But, yeah, it's kind of basically just voice training himself, I think, silently, (laughs) with all different accents.
0: uh,
1: Oh, my God. But he's basically saying the most uh, power this world has ever seen or something, or the most power Twitter has ever seen. And the funniest thing is the top comment just says, the most powder Twitter has ever seen. Isn't that just
0: fucking genius? Wouldn't it be? Oh, wouldn't it be hilarious though God. if, if the reason he took himself out of the Usada testing pool and like he's he's like it took like medical steroids, but he is just an athletic freak and he's he's actually just been lifting and like do, doing everything right to achieve this physique, and he's not on the gas. But the only reason he took himself out of the Usada pool is just because he's just cranking nose beers all day every day.
1: <laughs> Wait. Let me hear. Oh, I've got to get this on. Can you hear this? Please tell me can you can hear this. Do you want to go to war, man?
0: Yeah. <laughs> can you hear? Do you want to go yeah. to fucking war? We'll go to war, which yeah? is a different one. Security, a little sausage of a thing. But how security sets you up?
1: Where'd you stay when you're in Vegas again, pal? Little Apex fanny pad. Keep my name out of your fucking mouth in any type of threatening behavior or i walk through your front door you up you little dope you up the manx yeah go back go back where you belong you little clown you little sprinter all right so that was him talking about bisping and now let's this is the power one the most power
0: twitter's ever seen <laughs> the most power twitter's ever seen the most power twitter has ever seen
1: most power Twitter's ever seen.
0: The most power pa-
1: Twitter has ever seen. The most power Twitter has ever seen.
0: The most power Twitter ever seen. The most power Twitter has ever laid eyes on. The most power Twitter has ever seen. The most power Twitter's ever seen. The most power. <laughs> has ever laid eyes on. The most power Twitter has ever seen. That's me, guys. The
1: Notorious. What in God's fucking good name? Because that is what you do if you, like, figured out how to do that as, like, a 10-year-old kid. That's the first thing you do is you just start going, isn't that what you do? Like, I did shit like that as a kid. i just repeat myself in weird voices. And he's a fucking billionaire world champion do you, know,
0: do you know what that's like <laughs> do you know what it's like when you're a kid for the first time and you realize that if you talk into a fan and it gives you like a robotic voice you start doing all. <laughs> wow oh i'm glad you could i'm glad you got that up that's um that's superb that is super definitely definitely hey. just connor being online was for sure the weirdest moment of the year and some of his tweets are work like complete and utter randomness and one of the funny ongoing bits is is someone doing the the conor mcgregor translator replying underneath would be like this is actually what he meant to say (laughs) and then sometimes it's so incoherent they just reply with question marks (laughs) There's an awesome one of Magic Johnson of that because Magic Johnson
1: just said, like says the most cryptic, weird tweets, and then someone just replies like dissecting Ma- fucking. Smile. Magic,
0: John- Magic Johnson is the worst person slash best person on Twitter ever because he's always like two or three days late, and he's also just he will just be like he, he it's almost like he's giving a news report like he doesn't know anything. He'd be like, "LeBron James scored thirty, and a great win for the Lakers tonight." <laughs> isn't it like, just so fucking bizarre, bizarre but, but you oh, know what the crazy God. thing is it was because it's it's a whole bit on part of my take number one sports part of the world uh number two obviously punch drunk podcast uh <laughs> the, the they love magic johnson's tweets and they read them out all the time but they found out through uh who was it who was it not not um jason bateman who's who's the other um famous actor who's the one in in uh, ozark Who's the that is Bateman. Is that it? Bateman? I think so. No, 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 not him. The other, uh, the other one. Uh, he's oh. in Parks, Parks and Rec. Who's that actor? I'm not sure. This, this is great. This is this is great podcast. Just... <laughs> what what the heck is this guy's name? Why is he not coming up in Top Cast? Rob Rob Lowe. Thank you. Oh my God, Rob Lowe. Oh, oh yeah. Rob, yeah, Rob Lowe's like really close friends. Famous Lakers Johnson. fan. Famous mm. Lakers fan. And he's friends with Magic Johnson because he was huge when Magic Johnson was playing, and so on and so forth. They probably did yeah. all, of the co- all of the cocaine together, and still um, looks twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got. He's doing some some weird, Man, weird he's stuff. Sexy. <laughs> um, but 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 apparently, Magic Johnson doesn't tweet. He texts someone the tweet he wants to go out, and like, and someone just has Magic Johnson's Twitter phone, and they just like copy and paste, and then tweet out from his account because he doesn't know how to use Twitter
1: oh my god even his instagram posts and shit like fucking <laughs> bizarre like he just oh do yourself a favor go go on his instagram even because yeah. the photos are like weird too but then his uh his captions just make no sense I bet like whoever is doing his socials and like gets sent this copy and
0: they just must I'm go like it's like you
1: can't explain to him why this is so fucking weird, but I guess I'll just post it. I
0: guess I'll just post it. It's Magic Johnson. I guess I'll just do it for sure. Whoever
1: does that has like a group chat with their mates and be like, oh, incoming, incoming tweet. Get ready for this fucking ridiculousness.
0: Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Oh dear
1: uh, me. All right, I want to. I want to ask you, sort of wrap this up a little bit. Is um. What are your hopes for next year in terms of UFC? Give us a couple of predictions. I'll I'll, I'll start us off just to maybe give you some thinking time. But um, okay. predictions slash hopes, who knows if I'm confident they're going to happen. I'm going to pretend I am confident they're going to happen. The first one for me is uh, the fight's already locked in, uh, obviously, Volk and Islam. So I'm going to say Volk becomes a double champ. That's my prediction number one. Izzy finally beats Pereira and gets his belt back next year. Whether that's yeah. the same fight, I hope it is. But, yeah, so he finally gets that win over Pereira. And then I guess they have to fight again, though, if Izzy wins. Like, do they?
0: Yeah, they have to do a trilogy. They, they have made, to, don't they?
1: Yeah, so that terrifies me. I guess he has to – I am guess what I'm predicting is maybe that he beats Pereira twice, which would be fucking epic. If they're the only two fights he has next year, oh, I'm down. Yeah, uh, I'd say those guys fight twenty more times. Uh, this one might be a bit of a reach, but I'm going to say John Jones becomes the heavyweight champion
0: in 2023. Oh, Ooh. I like it. I like it.
1: And and I, I think, I think if if John Jones is, you know, he's not going to be prime John Jones, obviously, but he's also not light heavyweight John Jones. Like he's going to be a bigger man and. Fuck, he's so technical that like, he won't lose that prowess and um it's just gotta it's just gotta avoid getting murked by Ngannou, which is all anyone has to fucking do against mm-hmm. him, obviously. So if he's yeah, kind of fit and he fights him, I, I think he beats him. And uh that would just be fucking insane. But um, cr- I'm also gonna go I, I don't know how this is gonna happen, but I'm gonna say that women's MMA takes off again the way it kind of did with the Rousey thing, I know there's never going to be another Ronda Rousey, but like, I feel like, like I know we kind of make fun of it, but the, the truth is at the moment, it's fucking bleak. Some A lot of it, yeah. someone's going to come out and take over. I feel like someone's going to, like Amanda Nunes, Nunes is still so fucking good, but she's, yeah. you know, one foot out the door. Valentina shashanka is being good, but she's probably not that marketable. Like someone's going to come out and like, I don't know if, the, like, you know, there's not going to be 20 new amazing fighters and it's all of a sudden great mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. every fight's good but there's going to be someone. There's going to be someone next year that goes, holy fuck, we need to pay attention. The way that Amanda Nunes, I guess, did do that for a little bit. Um, Yes. But yeah, someone's going to come. Someone, women's MMA.
0: I like Uh, it. Well, I I don't, she's already there, right? Because she's the champion. But I think... 2023 will be the year of of, of Zhang Wei Li. I think she yeah. retains the belt the whole I reckon she just murks everyone. She's and her English is progressing so well. She's a character. She's very likable. I think she becomes a great breakout star, which is great for for female MMA. And I think um uh, I think Erin uh, Blanchfield runs runs through people uh, and and in 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 a similar way to what Ronda Rousey did just went through and it was just tapping everyone, summing everyone, and because of that, I think she can get through a lot of fights. I think she's active, and I think we see her fight for the title as well. And she's got the personality, and she's got everything to go with it. To go, oh, we we can package her. We can package her as a star. So I do like that shout. I really, I really do. For me, I also I'm tying into John Jones becoming the heavyweight champion. If he fights in March and they get that done. My prediction will be that Tom Aspinall fights John Jones for the heavyweight belt at the back end of 2023. And not only does he fight fuck. him, he beats the fuck out of John Jones at heavyweight. He comes back. He has one fight, puts himself back into the top three. He fights, um, you know, he comes back. Maybe he fights Curtis Blades. Not Curtis Blades, maybe Cyril. Um, someone, someone like that looks looks as good they're, as that. They're ever.
1: the two guys that would trouble Jones more than... We can't fucking rule out in because he, he's fucking a terrifying, terrifying prospect. Uh, obviously, and I'm not writing him off. But yeah, in my head, that Aspinall and Cyril Garn probably challenged John Jones more than than in Yeah. But like, isn't it fucked that we're even contemplating that? Like, that's how good John Jones was. That like, he hasn't don't. fought in how many years? I he's don't. Going in, to in the years race. and we're like,
0: oh yeah, he still he, he was un- he's un- had unbelievable. Coke binge unbelievable.
1: after fucking. Domestic fucking, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying I want John Jones. Like I actually would love to see him get marked. If I'm honest, I feel like that would be fucking amazing. Uh, but I really, if you just take all the, all the bullshit aside and you just got to be objective about it, hey, fuck, yeah. he's the greatest we've ever seen. And, yeah. uh, if he's a, any resemblance of that against these guys, I think he, he can destroy them and fuck me. Wouldn't that just be something.
0: It, it it really would. It really would. Um another one, of my, you know, we're we all seeing where my biases are here, but I mean I, I'm with you with Volkanovski. I hope, I hope he beats Islam Makachev. That's gonna be that's gonna be such a tough one. I want to see I want something I really want to see is is Shavkap Rachmanov fight Kamzat Chimayev in the welterweight division. I think that's an absolute absolute banger. I want and I hope and I think we'll get a Conor McGregor fight sometime in the early, mid to next year. And if he, and I want him to win that fight for the the good of the sport, because if he comes back and loses, it's it's all over. It's the Conor McGregor, and even though I think deep down I probably know it's over, you know, you know, when you when you first find out that Santa isn't real, but you don't want to believe it because it's just something about it. What? <laughs> You just don't want to let go of that because it's magical and you're like, oh, I still, I still want to believe, I still want to, I still want to think that we've got, you know, a couple, you know, a couple more big Conor McGregor events left in the UFC in 2023. Fuck yes, that's
1: such a good call. Didn't even think about that. 100%. Looked,
0: Dana White did say that Michael Chandler um, is the front runner to welcome Conor McGregor back. And I've said it before, Michael Chandler presents a danger to Conor McGregor, but also Michael Chandler with his zero fight IQ and willingness to just stand there and and trade (laughs) presents a problem, you know, presents a, a quite an easy fight for McGregor, who is so good at counter punching and fighting off of the back foot and keeping range. That's a real interesting fight. And I'm happy for Michael Chandler because um you know he's always just put himself in in the fire for the entertainment of fans and he deserves to get this this big payday on which which comes being on 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 the uh other side of the octagon from conor mcgregor so yeah that that's sort of my my hope is that we get whenever it's never going to get back to what it was but we just get a little bit of nostalgia of the of the conor mcgregor era of the ufc and i i i i, I predict and i and i want as well i want i want uh tom aspinall to to do to do great things. Leon to retain his belt. And I want the last, the last one. And it's because it's coming off such a lackluster performance, but I I want Paddy to put it together and have a good performance against a, a top 15 opponent and who that might be. I don't know. Or maybe one more than a top 50, but I just, I just want to, because I do think he's better than what we've seen. I don't think he's, I don't think he's title material, but I do think he's a lot better than what we've seen. I think the tools are there. I think he has too much going on inside his head. I think he's thinking about too many other things. I think, I think he needs to, 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 to really z- zero in on and um, get himself in the right headspace to, to deliver a performance. And I think we could see something, something great, a, a wild flying triangle submission or something like that. I just want to see something really fun from from Paddy and, and see him f- live up. You know, live up to the. We, uh, the he height. has to win everyone over again, basically. Yes, we like, win everyone think, over with a with a fun, yeah.
1: spectacular performance. The only and the only way you can do it is with your performances. Um, exactly, lose knowing how to lose, knowing how to win. They they do matter a bit, but at the end of the day, if you're fucking dominant, uh no one gives a fuck what you say or what you do. Like you just you, you're undeniable. And yeah, exactly. I'd love to see that. And and of course, he's not a, a title contender, but. If he puts a strong twelve like twenty twenty-three together, like twelve months, maybe two or three fights, and does just look better and better I do not I d I don't I'm not saying that he'll never be a title contender. Like he he probably has potential to do that with um just all the experience he's got and you know the the attitude he's got and he's not scared of anyone. Like that's half the battle is the mentality and like you know, yeah. he's he knows how to be a celebrity
0: already and he's not he, even in the top fifteen. He needs so. he needs he needs some big improvements and I wonder I'm not saying to leave his gym, but maybe go and do a training camp somewhere else, or at least go and train somewhere else and and get some different looks because I don't think he's getting the best training competition or the best training partners in in Liverpool. It's obviously worked well from so far, but maybe to take that next level, he needs to to take himself off to Thailand and and, uh, humble himself. Go down under
1: or to New Zealand, you know, Come, come fight with those boys.
0: Yeah, they'll teach you a thing or two. Get 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 into a get into a lion's den every day, but we'll see. But yeah, man, it's I'm really looking forward to 2023. We've already got some great fights that have been made, and we just know there's so many great ones in the can to come. 2023 is going to be a great, great year for UFC fans, for fight fans. There's going to be some spectacular stuff happening. Uh, But yeah, man, 2022 has been great. All our listeners who've come along for the ride, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. We're back on YouTube now. We're gonna to continue to improve that. We're gonna keep pushing out more clips and more content over our socials. So make sure you're following us. Uh Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Big, big one, TikTok okay. there. YouTube, uh, put your search you know, at punch drunk pod. I think with two with two D's, but you'll find us, you'll find our logo. You're watching. Click subscribe. Follow us. Our followers have shot up in the in, in the past week. So thank you for that. Um, share with a friend. And if you, if you do, do like and subscribe, maybe Santa will bring you something nice. And all of that. And thank you to everyone that does listen. Uh, yeah, listen every absolutely. Week,
1: most weeks, some weeks. We we don't care. We just appreciate it so much. And uh, yeah, you kind of keep us going. Obviously, if no one was listening, we would have lost all yeah, motivation would like, very quickly. What are we doing? What are we doing? But it's great yeah. to see the,
0: the, the listenership growing and p- new people coming along for the ride. So we appreciate every single one of you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. And uh, as usual, you can find us at Punchedunk Pod on Insta, at Punchedunk Pod on TikTok, Punchedunk Pod underscore on Twitter. Lewis Glover MMA on Twitter too if you want uh, a little bit of biased Lewis content. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dunk Podcast on YouTube, as you just said, PunchDunkPod at gmail.com if you want to contact us. Um, and, yeah, like, subscribe, YouTube, five stars, Apple, Spotify. Thank you so much for the year. Merry Christmas. Lewis, Merry Christmas to the list Christmas. New year and uh one year older. And uh holy shit. This time Not next year we're gonna be ep- past ep one hundred, hopefully. That's it.
0: we will we'll be we'll be well we'll be well clear. Episode one hundred is gonna be a big one. Holy shit. Terrifying, <laughs> but how uh, good. Thank you, man. Super. Cheers, mate. Cheers. So